Hey guys, this is JT here, and I'm followed again by Big O, Ryan O'Regan. Hi. Notice my lovely glow that I'm able to show off here today. <laughs> yeah, we actually uh, put some cameras in, but we put no effort into the lighting. Uh, Trial and basis. But, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. It's everything with this is just an experiment. But just... it's the second day of the experiment, which means the first one has survived well enough for us to be like, okay, we can try it again. Yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, we're not spending any money on this, at least uh, nothing I haven't already blown money on. Uh, not to say I wouldn't invest if you didn't ask, but, you know, considering I've got two jobs and the past couple of weeks have been shit on tips, I can only offer so much. Like, if you want a can of soda, fine. If you want a six-pack, we have to discuss. <laughs> uh, I don't even know where to go from there, because I wanted a six-pack, and you didn't bring one. You didn't ask! <laughs> uh, no, I actually also have to apologize for last week. Uh, because I've, I've known you now for maybe the last four or five years. Uh, roughly since 2013. Yeah. So, so yeah, that's four years, I guess. And uh, I, I've i always thought your name was Ryan O'Regan. It, it, it's a common misconception. I'm not going to lie. There have been plenty of people that have said O'Regan simply because uh, they see R-E-G and they think reg, like regular. Mm-hmm. So they go along with it. But really, if you're an Irish person or if anyone of Irish descent, you know, R-E-A-G is more reg and R-E-A-G, like Ronald Reagan, our former president, that's Reagan. I don't know. I'm Irish, but I come from the Irish that uh, screws that up all the time because I'm a Maguire, a Ma with M-A-G. And yeah, you're, you're just straight Maguire. You're not like McGuire, like with an M-C and then the capital G and all that other stuff. Yeah, though everyone thinks it. It, it, like I'll tell someone my name is McGuire. It's like M C G. Did you hear a fucking C in there? No, you're McGuire, just like Joey McGuire. There's a simple thing like that. But but I wanted to apologize about that. And even worse about it was it wasn't until I edited the episode uh, from last week that I realized that you corrected me twice. I, I I only caught it at the end of the episode when you said it. I didn't I didn't like. Oh shit, he said that at the beginning of the episode too. <laughs> It's quite all right. I, I mean, at least you got the first name right. At least you wouldn't call me Brian, which infuriates me to no end. You get called Brian? Yes, because like when I, people tell me, hey, what's your name? And it's like, my name's Ryan. But because my voice is so low, they could easily just like hear a B in there. And I guess for some people, Brian is more socially accepted because it's more common than just Ryan is, which I would never understand, but... Yeah, so it happens. I've learned to deal with it for my whole life. I know who I am. That's the important thing. <laughs> I know me. <laughs> Don't patronize me. <laughs> oh, crap. I just realized you had the better web camera. Like, I, I'm, like, in slow motion. It's barely catching me. And then I come over here, and it's, like, perfect motion. <laughs> well, that's fine. For, the, for those of you who are not taking drugs while watching this show, focus on me. For those of you who are... Focus on JT. That way we're good with both demographics. There we go. Alright, so first topic, and I'm going to have to let Ryan follow the lead on this, uh, is mother. Yeah, speaking of taking drugs. uh, Obviously, because I am an employee at a movie theater whose name I will not mention, so this way there is no backlash. uh, I do have the capability of seeing movies every so often, either as a guest and I'm able to go in for free or just because constantly going in and out of the theaters I get the vast majority of the film and obviously Mother is pretty much the de facto movie topic of the week because it has been so diversive now that being I kind of get what the story is because if you didn't have an idea about what the story was you were pretty much just going off the trailers and the trailers kind of had it like a horror movie it's not a horror movie. Like, despite how creepy and scary and how many times they play in front of It when it, it came out, it's not a horror movie. If anything, it's more of a, a theological allegory sort of story. And now, I'll, I'll have to ask, uh, because maybe most of our listeners won't uh, won't have the same problem I have, but I don't know anything about Mother. I, it's like, I think you brought it up last week during the podcast. And for some reason, I was thinking that movie from like 15 years ago about the kids in the woods who get raised by some sort of creature. I I don't know the. Well, that's Mama. That's Mama. Yeah. That's why I was confusing Mother. Well, the thing is, Mama was directed by 
Andy Muschietti, who is the guy who does it. Really? So that's why that came up. So that's probably where the confusion was. Mother is actually done by Darren Aronofsky, who, if you're any kind of cinephile, you know he's Requiem for the Dream is probably his biggest movie. And then things like The Fountain and Pie, things of those nature. Th- things that are not clear-cut storylines. They're not, because he is very abstract. So if you're going into a Darren Aronofsky film and you're seeing some weird shit, expect weird shit, because that's what he does. It, it's, it's very symbolic it's very meta and this is no different but the thing is the marketing would have you think this is supposed to be a scary movie and it's supposed to be well, akin to rosemary's baby and stuff like that but it's not well for, for the people who don't know what this movie is about can you give a quick uh a non-spoiler yeah, yeah non-spoiler, sure sure basically what the plot is uh basically the plot is you have jennifer lawrence and javier bardem as a couple that are living out remotely in a cabin uh, Javier is like, um, a writer of sorts, uh, someone even could say a poet. And all of a sudden, while they're living in this home, uh, she ends up having a guest brought to the home, uh, played by Ed Harris. And Ed Harris is just like being invited, you know, Javier's being a good host and she's like, oh, okay, fine. We have, we have a guest. Then all of a sudden his wife comes. And that's played by Michelle Pfeiffer. And they're just like nosying around, you know, being busybodies, stuff like that. Then a lot more people show up, like uh, their children. Uh, they have two sons. And then their one son dies. And then there's a whole funeral that's hosted at the home. And, and she just starts seeing like visions of things and starts feeling, you know, creepy things going on in the house. All leading into this whole big rigmarole that happens in the third act. Um... And again, I can't really spoil anything for you because if I tell you what the story is about, you're going to be upset. But you'll still have a better understanding going into the movie than, say, your normal moviegoer who just saw the trailers, saw the promotions, went in, and were like, what the fuck is this? But again, that's the marketing fault. That's the studio's fault. I think as far as what he, Aaron Damanowski was trying to relay, it was well done. I, if... Without giving too much away, I would probably have to say, do you know my story that I did, the the film Sunday Best? Yes. Yeah. There's certain well, wait, parallels. Wait, wait, wait. I, I don't know if most of our... I, don't, I should talk into the mic. Uh, uh, it would help. Uh, I don't think most of our listeners know uh, Sunday Best, so I would right. try to explain that as well real quick. <laughs> well, um, I mean, since we are all filmmakers and actors here in Jersey, well, our little grouping of people... Uh, back a couple of years ago, I did a film called Sunday Best. It was pretty much a, a religious comedy where you have a guy that stays home on Sundays to watch football rather than go to church with his wife. And he ends up getting visited by Jesus and Abraham and uh, John S- Joseph Smith and uh, Zeus and Hera and Gaia, the spirit of the earth. And they all pretty much want to sit and watch football too because they're all atheists and agnostic. Yes. Yeah, so a subject matter like that is pretty diversive. It is, it really splits the pack. And I think you're going to see a lot of that in something like Mother. Now, of course, uh, this is something that Aaron Nosky knew was going to happen. He knew what he was making. Uh, so I would definitely go ahead, take an open mind. Don't go into it with any kind of aspirations of what the film's going to be about or what the film could be. Just go to the film watch it, build up your own opinion, let us know if you enjoy it or not, but definitely have your own opinion about the film as a whole. Don't think, oh, it's a terrible, scary movie, because yes, it is a terrible, scary movie. It's not supposed to be a scary movie, regardless of what the promo said. And it's a little infuriating, actually, that they're going to go ahead and just try to piggyback off the popularity of it, because that was when the last trailer really hit, when it came out the last trailer for Mothers were really being shown. And it was one of those, like, creepy ones. So it had, like, the, the voiceover was like, see the most interesting movie you'll see all year. I'm like, okay, they're really trying to build it up because it's been a long time since I've actually had somebody would do the voiceover and say, Mother, and have, like, you know, all that stuff go on. That's, like, 80s sort of shit. But that that was the approach they went for. And I think they kind of did Darren Aronofsky uh, some disservice by doing that. So if you were interested in the movie, 
I say go see it. If you're not interested and you think it may be too weird for you, I still say go see it. Because trust me, it's going to be weird. It's going to freak you out. That third act is going to fuck you up. But I think you'll come out with a greater sense of clarity and a better sense of reasoning afterwards. Uh, well, I'm, pro- I'm probably going to go see it. But, you know, you know so don't, a lot of movies are ruined. All right. I'm going to stop real quick because I'm going to move my mic to a place where I can better talk <laughs> and look at Ryan. No, no, no. Let's keep this in. You know, cause this is the experiment. We are trying. And my camera. No. Actually, <laughs> I'm going to move this and not knock out our audio. All right. Testing. testing. How's it sound? Good? Yeah. You, you sound awesome. I sound like well, crap. <laughs> I mean, I'm uh, not going to lie. <laughs> well, if you really want to know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what. As, as a filmmaker, actor, all that sort of stuff, I have no ego. No. None whatsoever. No, no, of course not. I'm, I'm so humble. Testing, testing. Yeah. It's like, you you can talk from here and project. Like, I have to get right up to this to, in order to hear myself. Well, you can project. You can just let it out, man. Let Test. it out. Testing, testing. I don't know. <laughs> It's like, this, this is your home. It's like, mind you, we filmed from my home last time. Today we're in GT's home. So if anybody should be able to go ahead and project and be as loud as they want to be, it should be him, with the exception of being able to, whether or not he bothers his roommate. Who is asleep at the moment, so try <laughs> not to, at least. Nah, but I, let it go, man. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Da, da, da. Let it go. I mean, speaking of voices... Um, one thing I found interesting this week, uh, did you follow America's Got Talent at all? No, I never follow America's Got never? Talent. Never? No. Dude, my boy Chips Cooney's been on there like a couple of times, man. That, that, that Jersey comedy. But um, I found it really cute that the, the winner this year was the uh, 12-year-old ventriloquist. Hmm. And, of course, at the same time, uh, Jeff Dunham. Just came out with like a new special on Netflix, uh, which of course he films in Ireland, which are people. Um, and apparently uh, Terry Fator, who actually performed with this girl on uh, the season finale, uh, you know, I mean, he's one of those ones that's like, you know, people know him, but people don't recognize him like as much as Jeff Dunham's does because Jeff Dunham is like a bigger act. It's a bigger known act, but uh, Fator, he's been doing it for like a longer, longer time, you know, just as long as pretty much uh, Dunham has probably. So, I really found it funny that they're going ahead and they're giving this girl, like, a million dollars and a show in Vegas to do ventriloquism. Which, let's face it, when we were growing up, ventriloquism was not exactly the most respected art form in the world. I think today it's still not the most respected art form in the world. I mean, okay, maybe not the most respected, but certainly, like, now has been, like, the prime time. Like, the past few years, just because of Jeff Dunham, a lot of people have been going ahead and they've been embracing it a little bit more you know i've actually seen people who go in like i actually have a friend up in new york uh, her name is april and she's been doing ventriloquism for quite a few years and she's just in like her late 20s now and you know she's been on shows but i mean for different reasons like she's been on shows like my strange addiction because she collects a lot of those puppets like she like if a guy can't handle her having all the puppets she don't date them <laughs> Like, she's that, that hardcore about it. Like, I remember once I think I tried to rent one of them from her for a show. She wouldn't let me because those are her children. Just like other people, they have, you know, fur babies that are like dogs and they treat them like children. I'm like, yes, but you feed the dog. So, yeah, I can understand that. You clean up after the dog. I'm not seeing little felt puppets coming off the puppet, you know? I, I mean, I... I dated someone like that too so i, I you, tried you dated to... someone that was a like <laughs> with the ventriloquism or with like the puppies and everything uh with well a, a similar fetish uh well not even fe- i'm not gonna fetish. Call, i'm not gonna they call had to it use fetish. the word fetish yeah it makes it a little worse uh well they, they were uh they were doll collectors they didn't collect puppets but they they collected like the barbie doll type stuff but not quite barbie dolls whole bunch of other stuff Everyone, I guess, has their hobbies as long as it doesn't control your life. Well, define control your life. Like I think, like with April, if you're going ahead and you're dictating potential lovers based upon whether or not they can interact with your soulless children, like yeah, then that that might be. A I mean, I'm I mean, she's a great girl. Don't get me wrong, but 
that kind of stuff like you know if i ever was to meet somebody else that did that it would worry me because at least i know she does it on a professional level if someone just collects dolls and like has them all on the shelf and i just happen to spot the one with like the really dead eyes that keeps peering into my soul every time i enter the room and then for some reason just moves off the shelf i am leaving i am not fucking with that <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm sorry guys i'm kind of bending this down real quick i'm uh i'm still playing with my microphone for whatever stupid reason Again, for those of you who have drugs on you, uh, check on JT's uh, side. Oh, oh, whoa. That, that, and that's not my side. I think this is my side. There we go. Take a side. Any side. Red or blue. One, two, one, two. All right. Okay, now, now, you're, now you're up there. No and need for projection. Now I don't have to be right up against the microphone. But somehow I'm project. I like I can hear myself on your microphone. <laughs> like I'm gonna have to build booths into my house to, to do this podcast. Just, just got like one of those old Asian changing walls and just like put that up here. Oh, I see what happened. Uh, what happened? So I have my gain up enough that you're not com- you're not bleeding into my microphone, but because you're far enough back, I turned up the gain on yours. So, I'm talking back here, and I hear you on your microphone. So, <laughs> we're learning! <laughs> oh, learning experiences. I've only been a uh, AV engineer for the past decade. So, you know, still learning. Good uh, God almighty. It, it, it's more like the difference between working for a big company that provides you the the space to work with versus uh, McDonald's? your own home. I'm loving this podcast. Oh, God help us if we actually use that for the titling, man. It's like, we would get so sued, but at least someone would notice us. Would we get sued just for using it in the video? Like trademark infringement, put that on YouTube. It's like, uh-oh, you're saying enough to the jingle. You got you to pay us now. That's $50. Shit. Yeah. Which is essentially half the meals on there. Uh, that's something I gotta check out at some point. Talking about movies, uh, the founder, which is now on Netflix. Seen it? Yes. I I want to see it. it. It is on my list of stuff I'm gonna see. Uh, but it's I just haven't yet. But Michael Keaton like just has been making a comeback, and I've I've loved the resurgence of his career. He really has. Although it's it's still funny that no matter what he does, he's still a guy in wings. I think I think that was the, he realized that joke as well. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, obviously there was Batman, and and even before that, I mean, he did like comedies like Gung Ho and Mr. Mom, which I love, Mr. Mom. Don't get me wrong, but you know, Batman was really like the big one to put him on the map. And then Batman Returns was a nice follow up. One of the few times the sequel was good uh, as a follow up film. And then nothing, nothing, nothing. Herbie fully loaded. Nothing, nothing, nothing. Be fair, he he has been in stuff, but he hasn't been in like the starring role. Like he was in that RoboCop film, but he played like the old man. No, 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 he, no. He wasn't the old he man. Didn't he played the old man. He, he played, played like the Miguel Ferro role, who yeah. was like the one who developed the actual guy. You know. So, but the thing is, like, I think Miguel Ferro, like his role in the original, it was kind of like a balanced role. He wasn't good. He wasn't bad. He was just like you know, let me put this on there. Let me make some money. Let me be the headshot. You know. Mm-hmm. But. I mean, I liked it. It was just, it was so bland. But I, I think that was probably more just to the actor who played him, uh, uh, Kikaman or Kakaman or whatever his name is. Uh, the same one that's on uh, Suicide Squad and was just on the last season of House of Cards as like the person against uh, Underwood. He plays a good bland white person. <laughs> if you need a bland white person, we have the guy for you. Yeah, called anybody. I, I actually didn't see the new RoboCop, uh, which is now no longer new. I think it's three years old now. Uh, two or three, two. depending. I just so like I was excited when I heard they were doing a remake because I did love the original. I always wanted I wanted more Alex Murphy. I wanted more RoboCop. But you you could see that everything about this was just the average Hollywood reboot. It's like, what do the people want? Well, they like black, so he's going to be a black RoboCop now. And, uh, yeah, very, very uh, Black Robots Matter, of course. <laughs> but it, it's just like, like we're going to change the look so he's more sleek in this and that. 
And we're going to change <laughs> that backstory because we can't have that same darkness that made the other one so great. The other one was so great for its grittiness and its dark storytelling. And this one was like the average, like, oh, he got injured and we rebuilt him and there you go. And his family still knows about it. Well, that's the thing. Like the original Robocop, again, going back into religion, it was an allegory for Jesus. That's essentially what it was. Damn. Ah, no. There are some fan theories. There are. You know, he, he 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 died to you know for the protection of the city, and then was brought back and had uh, very little connection with the Earth world around him until you know he got woke. But still, and yes, I'm using the word woke. You know that that only makes me think of that Woody Allen film where the guy is like, "Well, of course this means this and this and this," and then Woody Allen takes the actual person who created it, <laughs> and the guy looks at him and goes. You know nothing of my work. <laughs> it's like this is an this means uh, RoboCop is Jesus, and then uh, what's his oh, crap? I can't think of his name, and I'd like him as a director. Uh, the director of RoboCop, the original RoboCop, is just like no, it's just meant to say that corporations are greedy. Well, they are in that yes, but you can look at corporations as like humanity, and the fact that they were trying yeah. to get one over. No, I'm not trying to dig into this. No, 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 no. No fan theories here, but, I mean, the thing about the original RoboCop was that, like you said, it, it was gritty, but it was to the point where it's like it was warranted to be gritty, because this was like a guy that just got his whole body shot up, and it wasn't like Rambo or Arnold Schwarzenegger, where it's just he wanted to be as brutal as possible, he still worked within the confines of the law, it's just, yeah, every so often you gotta shoot through a woman's dress and shoot a guy in the dick. You know? Exactly. It's like, I took away your weapon. Both of them. <laughs> Drop your weapon or I will. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and the thing is, like, you can probably try to replicate that, but unfortunately, I think some stories like that, they would be more for a Netflix, Hulu sort of audience. I don't know if you'd even be able to get it into the mainstream now. Uh, they try, but then they go all PC and, like, Try to be too futuristic about it and too sensitive. And I'm like, just shoot some people. Just shoot some evil people. That's why I'm going to like when Death Wish comes out. Death Wish with Bruce Willis. That looks like it's going to be good. I think I think that was a story that meant a lot back in the 70s. I don't know if it means as much today. And even that, I'm looking at the trailer. I'm like, yeah, this seems pretty goddamn generic. Well, it seems pretty goddamn generic because how many movies have we had since that are like, you fucked with my family and I'm going to come and get you. I exactly. Mean, I, I just don't think a, a death wish works in today's environment. It's it's back in the 70s, it, it meant something. Now it's like, oh, that's been the storytelling for the last 40 years. Well, know? the first one and maybe the second one meant something, but then you went to three, four, and five, and that's when it got ridiculous. The canon films. Well, I'm, I'm talking about the original. It's uh, I'm just saying, like that that that's a, a piece of storytelling that's been. I've watched the original Death Note, but I didn't get to watch it until Death Note. Death Note. I'm sorry. That's that. Uh, no. I'm, I mean, I, hopefully, you've seen the original I, Death Note, and what your views are on that film, I don't know. I've not seen any Death Note, and I don't wait, know, wait, I want. You've never even seen the anime. Uh, bits and pieces. Actually, here's the stupidest thing in the world. The it, stupidest. It, it, not well, maybe not the stupidest, but pretty bad. Um, I mean, we still got the Lego Ninjago movie coming out, so I mean, there's other stupid things. Well, I when I finally decided I wanted to watch Death Note, when mm -hmm. I was like, and I didn't have like the the Japanese copy or like that, so I was watching it when it came out on Adult Swim. Okay, fair enough. So I turned on Adult Swim, and it's the last ten minutes of the very last episode. Of Death Note. <laughs> so you finally get to see it, and you've seen just how it all unravels. Yes. It, everything is revealed. Everyone uh -huh. who dies, and this and that. And it's like, well, I ha And from my understanding, the big thing of Death Note is is this, is the can mouse game. Is who's going to win, who's going to lose. Yeah. I know who's going to win, who's going to lose. <laughs> so there's no story for me to get behind. It's like, I'll watch in like... Well, I know he's going to win in the end. <laughs> well, I mean, that was really the shakeup of the show, because if you just look at the first season alone, it's between Kira and Elle. And it's like, 
it's not even necessarily about good and bad. It's just a, a battle of minds between two very intellectual superiors. And, you know, one has this supernatural edge and the other one just has all the resources in the world given to him by federal government. And it's, it's interesting to see who's going to outpace the other. And then when you finally see what happens, and then the second season happens. I'm tr again not trying to spoil anything for anyone who hasn't seen the original series. Obviously, the movie is one thing; the series is something completely different. But once you get to the se second season, it's like, really, this is where we're going? No, go back to the first season. Go back to the first season. Leave things how they were. Well, well, that's what happens sometimes when you drag something out. It's you can only go so far before it's like I'm lost. It's you. You can't. You can't keep that going all the time. Uh, another anime that I actually really liked, uh, I don't know if anyone else likes it as much, uh, Sword Art Online. Haven't watched any of that. Only because it's like, oh, we're trapped in a video game. There are other ones that are trapped in video games that are more entertaining to me. Alright, well, just to give a quick overview of it, it's great for the first 12 episodes. Which most animes are, before they get a second season, of course. But it's it's like... Basically, the, the basic plot of the video game, the video game, the show, is they are trapped in a video game and uh, it's life or death. Uh, if you die in the video game, you die in real life. Right, because as are most things with video games, because, you know, God forbid you just go brain dead or you like lose your memory or something. No, you, you literally die because somehow you ran out of purple pills to take. Like, what the frick, man? It makes you not want to play games. But it's, I, I can't say more without ruining the plot, but it's just after the 12th episode, it's it went from an amazing series to another dot .hack ripoff. But, well, let's see. In comparison to the other shows, obviously we know there's been more seasons. They've put out enough merchandise on stuff. Do they at least find a way to get out of the game yet? Again, I can't say anything without ruining it. But the thing is, like, as long as they stick with that, that same premise of they're still stuck in it, then fine. You know, at least right. it, it warrants it. I'm, I'm going to count down to five. So this is the part you want to skip. I'll, <laughs> I'll try to put someplace on the screen where you can get past this the, uh, part. After this, so, the next time you see JT's hand up. So, it's like, uh, stop, yeah, mortals. Yeah. Oh, when I put up my hand again, that's when you can start listening again. I'll... I'll try to put like something here, say where you can listen. Hopefully, in time we'll have like you know a little red is, stamp in the corner or something. Here's the spoilers for Sword Art Online. All right, so they get out of the game in the, after the twelfth episode. Okay, but then they decided to continue. Yeah, exactly. That that's my point. Like, if you're gonna go ahead and you're gonna defeat the original premise of the story. And then you're just trying to like build off of that. It, it, then of course it's gonna fall flat because you're taking away what the original aspect was, like, yeah. like with the um, Attack on Titan. Like if they actually found a way of figuring out where all the Titans were coming from already, and they had a way of killing them, as opposed to just you know uncovering Eren's potential, then any episode ever since the first one's gonna be stupid. Thankfully, they've been able to actually drag it out. But right, something we, like we shouldn't move away from Sword Online while we're in spoiler mode. <laughs> uh, okay, fine, fine, fine. But as far as Sword Art Online is concerned, then that makes me want to at least watch the first season. Yeah, but it's... So, again, we're in spoiler mode. So, it is a great series. And the first 12 episodes, they are in sort of a, like, a Dark Souls-type video game. Right. Where they... And they're, like, they're leveling up, but now it's a life or death, so leveling up is a big deal and getting to certain levels is a big deal. And then you start seeing how people interact with each other now that they know death is a thing. Mm -hmm. So it's the people who are still willing to kill people in the game to win, uh, people who will just become merchants because they don't want to die, etc., etc. That aspect is so interesting. But after 12 episodes, and it's like they jumped because they like if you ever saw the series, they're like trying to get up this tower. And once they get to the top of the tower, they fight the big boss and uh, and then they're out. But they get up to, like, the, I think, the 70th tower or something like that. And then out of nowhere, the main character goes, wait, that guy hanging out with us, that's the guy who got stuck in the game. If we beat him, we'll get out. It's like, ha, ha, ha. And then just out of nowhere in this last 10 minutes, it's like, 
they have this big fight, and that's the end. And then they all get out of the game. So then where does it pick up afterwards? Afterwards is they had to figure out where to pick it up because they just killed the main attraction of this game. Uh, the main female character, and I apologize, I cannot remember her name right now, though I, I like the character. Uh, she is still stuck in the game for some reason, and no one knows why, but they can't get her out. But everyone else is out of the game, including the main character. But this girl is stuck. She's stuck. But the, a new video game has started, even after this whole entire project, where all these kids were stuck in this video game, and where it could get killed. A new video game starts up, and everyone's going into that video game now. And are they getting stuck in that one? No, they don't get stuck in that one. But the main character, who has was like the master of the previous game, has jumped in this one. And apparently, every the game is built off the engine of the one they were stuck in. So he's already a master of most of it. But unlike last time, if he dies now, he's not dead. He's just he's just a regular player, and he's in the game trying to solve the mystery of uh, what happened to this girl. But again, the 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 depth in there is not that makes absolutely yeah. no fucking sense. Exactly. It does. And then I actually I tried to get into the third season because it, okay, so that's another twelve episodes, and then they get her out of the game, and yay! So wait, so now everybody's out. Yeah, everyone, it's done. Yeah, after twelve episodes, everyone is out. And then they accept this one girl, and then he finds out she's stuck in this other video game, so he goes in, finds her, saves her, and then she's out, and that's it. And now there's no more worries. So and wait. then there's a season three. <laughs> At this point, just stop playing the fucking games. Yeah, in season three, now there's another video game, which is now a, like a, a shooter video game. And one character is able to kill people in that video game, but it's not like you're stuck in the video game. It's just if you run this one guy, he'll kill you. And the government hires the main character to, like, we want you to go into the video game to find this guy. Okay, now you're going to go, like, <laughs> Rambo, True Blood, like, part two, where he's, like, sent back from the prison. It's like, what the fuck, man? Like, I, I'm guessing all these games are played, are done by, like, the same manufacturer, the same company, or since they use the same engine. I, I believe so. Because I gotta imagine at some point these motherfuckers have to go bankrupt. I'm like, there's gotta honest, be some lawsuits. I kept watching all the way to the first or second episode of season three, which is actually called Sword Online 2, because it's actually season two, but season one had two different uh, sagas in it. Oh, that's fine. So yeah, it's really Sword Online 2, where what is really chapter three, if that makes any sense. It's but, manga. It's however they want to split it up. But after the first 12 episodes, I stopped caring. Like, I watched the rest of that series just because, like, oh, I want to see how it... But I don't remember that half Yeah, but all. that's the thing. Like, if you if, I, if it was me, and I was in a story like that, and I'm like, I have 12 episodes worth to actually go ahead and travel along with this person because we're all stuck, and I need the help, and they need the help. And then all of a sudden, I'm going ahead, I'm... Getting myself to the top of the tower, I find out this motherfucker behind me who's been hanging around the whole time, I could just hack and slash him, and we'd be done, and I do that, and I get out, and for some reason she doesn't get out. Not my problem. Alright? You were supposed to be an adept enough player, like me, that you could get out too. As a matter of fact, what's the reason for her even not being able to get out? What's her story? Okay, so to go into her, well, that that's another, it, that's a little drawn. Well, I mean, I think we're still in spoiler mode, so I mean, it depends on if you want to divulge that. But I gotta think, either she's a dumbass, or you know, the reason that she was stuck there when everyone else could leave was almost well, too simple to ignore. Well, I'll, okay, I'll, I'll see how quickly I can explain this. So this character, she was a new gamer when she entered the game in the first part of it, the game I'll Kill You. Okay. So she gets in there. Wait, wait, gets, the, the game was called I'll Kill You? No, the game's called Sword Art Online. Oh, okay. So. Sword Art Online is the actual video game they all get stuck in. Okay, okay. So she's there, and she's a non-vice player, and she befriends the main character. But in the episode they befriend each other, uh, something happens where everyone turns their back on the main character. Mm -hmm. And he's like, fine. And he goes off on his loan to be a, a loner guy. Which is like most male antagonists in anime. It's like, yeah. I'm just going to do this by myself. And then you get friends. And then you drop off from her for a bit. And then a few episodes later, she comes back. And it turns out that she's become a really great player. Because even though it's a 12 episodes, the way they pass this on is like, like a year or two actually passes in the real world. 
But for that year or two, she wasn't with the main character the whole time. Correct. And what she ended up doing at that point is she becomes like the second in command of the biggest guild in the video game. Okay. So she has now become a really good player. And they end up running each other again, but now they kind of are annoyed at each other for some reason. Or more, she's annoyed at him because he's really good, but he doesn't really help anyone. Well, uh, everyone turned their backs on him. I wouldn't help anyone either. It's like, fuck you, motherfucker. But anyway, so she, so eventually they start uh, rekindling their friendship, and they, uh, they actually get really close. And then the very last of the twelve, the original twelve episodes. Uh, the villain who turns out he and again spoiler mode uh, he is in charge of her guild and he was also the creator of the video game and he's the one holding them all hostage Uh, the main (laughs) character figures this out goes after him and what happens is she I forget if she blocks him or what but she gets killed she's killed okay and then at the very end, he, the main character is also killed, but he kind of fights it long enough to kill the other guy back. Okay. And that's the end. But because it's a video game, how it works, it's not like instant death for everyone. It's they're all wearing these helmets that will fry your brain once you lose. And when you lose initially, you don't just die. You're kind of given, you're kind of brought to like this uh, nega zone, this uh, like purgatory. A purgatory. Okay. And you have to wait for the respawn. So imagine that. When you die in this game, you're like, life is over. And you kill... Like, if you commit suicide in this game, life is over. You have this purgatory for another 30 seconds. I'm like, well, now I have to count down when I'm actually going to die? Fuck. It's like my life flashed before my eyes. But... And then I have 30 seconds left. Yes. (laughs) So now what you find out is... uh, They're waiting there for this 30 seconds. And now the, the creator is in there with them. And he says, well, okay, you know what? I'm going to free everyone here, and the game is over, and uh, you guys get a pass. So Yay! he could have freed them anytime he wanted to because he was it was his game and everything, but since he's getting stuck in there, he's like, okay, fine, I'll let everyone go. Then. Well, it's like, you defeated me. I was the final boss. You yeah. technically won. You're, you, we're, we're done here. Uh, and then the guy gets out of the game, and that's the end of the first 12 episodes is you're seeing him get out of his hospital bed finally escaped the game with his IV is now looking for the, the girl because they, they, they were kind of in purgatory together as the game ends. Um, the next season starts, you find out that she is the daughter of the person who owns the company who, who owns the video game. Okay. Seriously. Somebody's got to get fired or sued on this shit, man. Come on. And she's, that's some Batum shit. And she's stuck in this video game and no one can get her out. And, uh, this guy who apparently also loves her is the one who's keeping all the servers running to keep her alive. Oh, how cute. And, but it turns out he's the villain of that series. Jesus, and, fuck. There's no and, genuine guys in anime. There really isn't. And he's keeping her hostage so he can get the money of this uh, guy's fortune. So he's holding her captive for ransom. Yes. Okay, but why is she stuck whereas everyone else isn't? He, he kept her in the game. He purposely kept her in the game. Yeah, he he owns out of a, love and no, money. No, he doesn't actually love her. He he supposedly loved her, and what what it turns out is I think I forget again. This is where I stopped really paying attention. But I think it was like he was gonna be get married to her, even though she's technically in a coma, and he would get this fortune or something like that. Dude, that that's some like <laughs> Triple H Stephanie McMahon shit right there, man. It's, they went they, like he's taking the server to Vegas. And they're doing so, open. Again, it's like, you know, people in the comments can say, like, well, that's not really what happened. Again, I stopped paying attention at this point. I'm just trying to piece together Dude. what I remember of that part of the season. But, again, that's it was a great series it, for the first 12 episodes. <laughs> it was a great right. season of a series. Right. So, ending spoilers. Turn it back on here. I'll figure out where I left off. How long did I go on that? Almost seven minutes? Okay, great. <laughs> all right and now back to everyone else this sounds stupid and i can understand why people are pissed off that this show is popular i really really can like it was bad enough when i was at uh, hero villains fan fest this past weekend and i saw there was like a, a, a sword booth like you know people that constructed swords and blades and replica weapons and everything they had so much sword art online stuff it was like is this really that popular because i'm 
I personally don't care that much. Maybe five years ago, it's it's they're still selling stuff for this. Yeah, this this uh, this one place out of Maryland, they were going ahead and they were selling replicas of that and stuff from uh, uh, Fate Stain Night and Fate Zero and stuff like that. Which, mind you, this is how uh, authentic they were. They said Fate Stain Night, but they called it K N I G H T, and I'm like, there's no K. It's not a night night. It's just night, like darkness night. So, know your material before you start selling stuff about it. No. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, but yeah, I saw that at the at the fest, which which is a great fest. If you, you know, you should have gone. It, it would have really been fun. Even I, I see this stuff, and it's like, <sighs> this does not make me want to buy it because I can already tell authenticity. If like if you don't even know what to call it, I don't want it. I. I used to work for Anime Next, and one of the beauties of uh, working for them, at least uh, for this one moment, was uh, we have a lot of uh, interpreters there. And some of these interpreters are actually the managers of the stars we bring in. Mm -hmm. And uh, for like the last few years, I had worked for Anime Next, which was 2014 and 15. We got Trigger to come in. For those who don't know, Trigger are the guys who do Kill a Kill, mm -hmm. Gurren Lagann. And, like the uh, really like sharp, cartoony sort of anime where it's almost like squatch and stretch. Like it, it looks really good, but it looks so cartoony. Yeah, those ones. Yeah, I like those. And this is right after Kill a Kill came out. So, and I Ooh. loved Kill a Kill. That was one of my favorite series in a very long time. Yeah, no, nothing like mothers that molest their children for power. It's like, and finally, someone takes the title away from Gendo. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um. But, like, the the one guy, I don't think he was, I forget if he was the manager of uh, of Trigger or not for this, but he was, he, he was Japanese, he worked, I think, actually for Sony, mm -hmm. and he actually had a, I don't know why I sound like crap right now, uh, he had a official Kill a Kill Japanese t-shirt, and it was, like, this really awesome fucking design, I'm like, I want that shirt, it's like, well, it won't fit you. <laughs> he said that? Uh, no. no. Oh. No, he, what he actually said is, uh, oh, well, uh, I know where I got it, and I have a card for them, and here you go. And I looked down and went, this is in Japan. And he's like, yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> you might have to go online and order. Yeah. You, you, you can convert yen, right? No. Well, you're well, screwed. <laughs> well, there's an app for that. but Well, this, this was, what, maybe four or five years ago. And, and there probably was an app even then, but I had to actually ask uh, one of uh, the Anime Next translators that I was cool with. Like, how do I do this? And she was trying to explain it to me. I'm like, I'm lost. <laughs> uh, I always wanted to go to, like, an anime one. I've been to video game ones. I've gone to uh, superhero ones. Obviously, Comic-Con, Hero Villains, uh, Monster Mania, Chiller. But I've never gone to, like, a strict anime one. And I feel like anime is, like, the one time where you're going to get a lot more cosplay than, say, Comic-Con. Because Comic-Con, it's like, you get cosplay, but it's like the same five characters. It's like, you have 40% Deadpool, 40% Harley Quinn, 20% everybody else. You would be kind of surprised. I mean, I, I did anime conventions for near a decade, and they have a lot of Deadpools and a lot of video game characters. What I've kind of seen of the convention scene, because going to the anime cons, video game cons, com comic book cons... Mm -hmm. It, they all feel the same. The The genre changes a slight bit, but for the most part, it's it's a lot of the same stuff. Well, that's how I felt with uh, this past weekend, because it was a smaller, lesser known one. And you could tell just by the scope of the whole thing, because uh, for those of you who don't know what Heroes and Villains Fan Fest is, it's pretty much a small enclosed show, pretty much devoted to the superhero shows that are on television so strictly gotham marvel agents of shield uh the shows on cw the the, the arrowverse all those and it's well part of the reason it is is because it's partially run by Stephen amell who is the green arrow on television and it was one of those things where you had like a specialized little stage area you had the back area where there was autographs. They had the back area where they had the photo ops. And the few vendors that they had in the middle. And you could see everything just from entering the room. That's how small of a space, that's how open the space was. Like, 
you could just tell where everything was. Whereas at like Comic Con, if you go up to like the Javits Center here in New York, you've got at least three floors worth of things. You've got to take a map. You got to find your way around. You will lose people, which is part of the fun, because then it's just a whole big amalgamation of fans. But this, it was, it just seemed so cookie cutter. Even though I did go ahead and pay the money to get my pictures with, uh, you know, Rose MacGyver from iZombie and Ming Na Wen from Agents of Shield, and of course Stephen Amell, because you have to. But then with that, everyone else is doing cosplay. You have no idea how many fucking green arrows there were. There was like, at least there was at least enough people to make sure that you had one person showing one outfit per season. Like all the seasons were covered. <laughs> same thing with Black uh, Canary. So same thing for like Malcolm Merlin because John Barrowman was there. May he always be, you know, my Captain Jack. And I think when it gets to that point and you're just seeing like the same cosplay over and over because it's the same group of people that go to this thing over and over. You kind of wonder what the resale value is. Like, would you ever go again? I don't know. See, at least with anime, there's so much anime. There's so many titles. There's so many books. It's so expansive. The The animes keep going, and then the manga even goes further on than the anime does. So there's so much wealth of knowledge. Yeah, but, I mean, you could say that about comic books, too. You can say, like, they're... Like, how... how well, DC has a humongous library of comic book characters. Marvel has a humongous library of comic book characters. And then don't forget about the independence and your images and your etc. Well, that's why Comic-Con is good, because it's that big of a thing, and you have everybody included. Mm -hmm. This thing where it's strictly, like, the shows that are on television currently, slightly under the DC banner, that's really all that it was. But that is kind of what happens, I think, at all the fan conventions. I can even... I don't want to generalize the anime conventions, but like even at Anime Next, I could tell you I see more. Uh, I used to see more Doctor Who and Deadpool's <laughs> than I would see a lot of anime at times. Doctor Who, really? Yeah. I'm, I'm surprised by that. I mean, it's a simple enough costume, sure. I mean, you have like what 13 different doctors to choose from as to which version you want to go with. Well, I forget what year it was. I think maybe 2010, 2011 when he took over. But when Matt Smith came in, like. And there were a million Eleventh uh, Doctor cosplays, all with the fezes. <laughs> I love that fez. Uh, I mean, if you go someplace a little bigger, like uh, Otakon, which is the biggest on the East Coast for anime, mm -hmm. there was like a ton of Doctor Who's to the point that they had a meet up to get all at the time eleven Doctors together. But uh, but most I, I, of the I'd love to see the one who was like Christopher Eccleston. I'd love to see the one who was like number uh, nine. Because that would have just been like a bald guy with like a leather jacket. And it's like, no, oh, come on, come on. We got to get you in the picture. It's like, why? What, what am I doing here? Why, why are you dragging me into this? It's like, you're a doctor, aren't you? It's like, no, no, I'm a janitor. What the fuck, man? Actually, my favorite was uh, not even a doctor. It was uh, Jamie from, uh, crap, what's the name of that TV show? Uh, Jamie, Jamie. Yeah, for the uh, uh, Mythbusters. Jamie from Mythbusters. Oh, okay. Uh, walking around with a sonic screwdriver. <laughs> Trying to find out the mysteries of the song. Can it really fix anything? I'll <laughs> say, I figured like Adam Savage would probably be a better costume, really. That beard alone. I don't know. Unless, unless no, no, no. Uh, I'm screwing them up. The uh, Adam's the one, uh, the bald one, right? Uh, yeah, I thought he was the one with the beard and the glasses <sighs> and the hat sometimes. I, I confused him. So, Adam. It was actually... Adam. Okay, yeah. And Adam Savage is like a character looking in his um right, you know. And he's he's still sporting it. So, I mean, I, I see him still doing, like, appearances here and there. And he's still got that look, man. It's like... It's like Neil deGrasse Tyson with a mustache. It's like, if you ever get rid of it, it's not going to be you anymore. <laughs> it, I, and I do watch that show once in a while, but I suck with names. So, I apologize about that. <laughs> Alright, we have around 10 minutes left i could talk Ho conventions all day but holy hell like we've already gone up to like 40 50 minutes yeah we're at 50 minutes God well damn. we're tactic i i won't say because i'm i'm doing editing but we're around we're around that mark at some point so well okay yeah obviously depending on what gets edited we can obviously shut some things down because we went over on the last one mm -hmm. uh, but the thing is was there anything else that you were wanting to dive into anything on your end comic book wise video game wise you know throw something at Let's, me uh well, let's talk about uh, the Orville. Okay, which I have seen. I have seen the first episode. I've seen the second episode, and um, you know, I know they've changed the night already. It's not on Sundays anymore. It's going to be on Thursdays, which is a bit of a dramatic move when you're just starting off a show. 
Yeah, and but you know it's it's funny. I when the first I heard that, it's like, oh god, it's already begun. They're already going for uh, the death kill. But uh, some others are saying, no, this is uh, this was always in the plans. We only wanted it really on Sunday for that little while until we moved the night. But uh, but yeah, I don't think that's <laughs> in my personal opinion, it's not a good sign. Well, I mean, the thing is, I can understand why they wanted to do it on Sunday because it's Seth MacFarlane, and Seth MacFarlane has had his bread and butter on Sunday nights, you know, part of the animation domination block. Yeah, in fact, uh, when, when was it playing? It was playing when his shows play. Right. At 9, at 9 p.m. Right, so that would be normal time for, I think, uh, Family Guy. Oh, so maybe Family Guy is premiering. Well, probably not. It's probably still being animated right now. But... Right, but the animated shows have been starting later and later. It's very, most of the fall stuff actually has been starting later and later. I remember back when everything would start at like, the beginning of September, like right after Labor Day. You had school start, you had the new television season start, everything was synchronized. Now, yeah. you're pushing all the way things back to October. because And then there's the mid-season replacements. And then, you know, even if it starts in the fall, it may only be 13 episodes because i got another show starting later on that's going to be another 13 episodes. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're really, like, breaking it all up now. Yeah, and, and that's a, that could be a topic upon itself. It's just, but, but just to keep on the orbital real quick... Uh... Yeah, I have a tendency to just go off tangent. No, I no, apologize. No. You go look at me, and I'm saying sorry. Now you actually can see that I'm sympathetic. I'm sorry. I saw it then. I'm sorry, Daddy. No, don't beat me with the bell again. But it. No, it's. I just want to kind of keep on topic on this because people's like, "Ooh, he's going to talk about Orville," and we're like, totally jump away from the Orville, like sons of bitches. Then, then again, was it, it? We're talking about this as we're already past three episodes, so I think you all have an opinion probably on the Orville anyway already. Well, what's your opinion so far? Uh, I am a mix on it. I I can only go by the first episode. I haven't seen the second one yet, unfortunately. Um, Which I have seen the second one. Have not seen the third one yet. I when I started watching it, I was like, okay, okay, this seems pretty good. I like it. And then after ten minutes, I'm like. I haven't heard any real jokes. The few mm. I've heard kind of fell flat. This feels like I'm watching a uh, an alternative version of Star Trek: The Next Generation, like a fan film almost. Yeah, it, it felt very much like Star Trek, like everything. It was almost as serious as Star Trek again, with just a few exceptions. It's like if you replaced uh, uh, Captain uh, John Luke Picard with uh, with a uh, with a drunk. It's, <laughs> I guess he, he's not a drunk in this, but he's like, he's, he's... Well, I mean, we don't not, know William Shatner or behind really the scenes, but... But, uh, like, it has potential, but I don't think they know where they want to go with it, from my understanding. No, I mean, that's pretty much the feeling, because, obviously, if you're talking about somebody with that's like Seth MacFarlane, you have a pretty decent history of what he is usually giving you as far as entertainment. You can look at... Uh, Family Guy, you can look at American Dad, you can look at Cleveland Show, you can look at Ted and Ted 2, you can look at uh, A Million Di Ways to Die in the West. He is a raunchy kind of guy. And you look at something like the Orville and you're not really getting that. You're, you're not getting the full-fledged humor that you could get from him. It's like he's holding back because he's trying to make sure that the show's taken semi-seriously. And I think that's hurting it. I, I believe the same. I, I believe uh, trying to make a serious show when people are expecting a comedy is uh, is not good. And it, even then, it's it's very bland. I don't think it's gonna. But here's my worries because I've been around for a few years at this point. I've seen thirty some odd. I'm sure. Yes. I've seen history of Fox. <laughs> and uh, let's see. They had Josh uh, Whelan who created Firefly for them after hits like Buffy and Angel. Which in and itself it, was uh, a sci-fi sort of show with bits of humor, but it wasn't and, anything major. But was immediately canceled because it was a lot of money to make and they didn't feel it was doing well enough in the ratings. Uh, ben Stiller, who had just proven himself with uh, something about Mary, created a new plot for them. And Fox looked at it and went, well, this is not going to be successful. It didn't make any more. Okay, that, that didn't fit as much into the mold here, but I'm just for me to say... There have been successful people who have come forward with ideas for shows, some who have gotten them greenlit, and Fox only puts as much effort as they need to in it. What I can look at from the Orville is there was a lot of money put into this show. 
Oh, yeah. There's a lot of special effects. There's a lot of real-life props. And it's like, I don't think Fox is going to keep doing this if this show is going to start failing. And at this point, like, I like it, but I don't love it. Like, I'll watch it if it's on and I have nothing else to do. But it's not going to be one of those, oh, I have to watch it this week. And that's eventually going to happen if they keep going this direction. Well, I mean, that was the problem I kind of had with the first episode. I mean, yeah, the, a lot of the jokes could have gone farther. They could have added more humor to it. But the thing that really got to me was, like, in the first episode, uh, when the captain of uh, Seth MacFarlane's character, Ed, um, Ed something. I can't. Uh, like, I which, which that's, a, that, that's already a bad sign. Like, his first name's Ed. You know? <laughs> Doesn't really command a lot of power, you know? You know, James T. Kirk, Jean-Luc Picard, even Captain Janeway. You know, but Ed. <laughs> it's a fucking horse. But when he's going ahead and he's in, like, the cargo bay with, like, all the senior officers. And he's, like, running down the list of who he's got. And it's pretty much, like, a, a small little diatribe about what each person is. I'm like, yeah. really? You, you, you already have to go ahead and spell out who these characters are rather than us just going through the process and learning about them uh, almost... Uh, fluidly as the story pertains to it, but instead you're going ahead and just throwing these, you know, one piece cookie cutter sort of uh, typecasted things at us. It's like, oh, okay, so we're just gonna just take it at face value, you yeah. know, rather than really uncover things about them. And that that annoyed me. That was like, we're not that dumb. We've seen enough shows like this. Obviously. You can go ahead and just let things fly. You didn't have to explain to us in Family Guy, oh, well, the dog can talk. Yeah, we found that out. We figured it out. The baby was a little bit of a sadomasochist and possibly gay. You didn't have to say that. You couldn't even tell that the baby was talking. We just found that out on our own. Oh, wow, they don't really hear him, do they? No. And, and there, there's other little things, too. Like, uh, And this will be a filmmaker remark. Uh, did you happen to notice that there'll be action scenes or at least scenes with no dialogue and drama and the music will come up but the music is like at a very low level so it's like it's not distracting enough to like realize like what's going on i'm bored yeah you just think it's like background music as opposed to something that's actually setting the theme right because obviously he wants it more focused on what they're saying and the but pew, this pew, will, pew. but this will be a scene where no one's talking so it's like why is the why why did you even bother to add music if you're adding it this low that we barely notice? Not to mention some of the scenes you're walking through and it's it's unnecessary. It's like okay, they're going in for a joke, but then the joke is just dull and pertains to nothing. Like when they're in the first episode when they're going through that uh, big uh, science building and uh, they see that kind of like water monster that's like running through the thing and it pops up and they're like, oh, what creature is this? Did you make this? It's like. Oh no, that's one of our doctors. I'm like, and then it's never referenced. That's again. it. Imagine the money spent on the CGI just to create that little amoeba-looking thing. And this is what you did it for. I don't even think he spoke. Same thing when they're on the fucking ship, and he's running through the hallway because he found out who his, uh, you know, his, his ex-wife was going to be his second in command. He's running through the damn thing. Oh shit! Oh shit! Oh shit! Oh shit! Runs through the little gelatinous blob. That apparently can talk, voiced by Norm Macdonald. And then that's it. Trust, I, 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 I will tell you right now, no spoilers. You do not see him in the second episode. He is not a major character. He, and yet, he has to be appearing at some point. You can't waste Norm Macdonald on that one scene. But you wasted Norm Macdonald on one episode of Family Guy, and then every time Death's been back since, you really didn't use Norm Macdonald to voice him. Yeah, you used uh, Adam from uh, The Man Show. Yeah, so it's like, really? This is what you're putting this money into? And that's the thing. Wait, that... I hope they bring that character back now. Yes. But he's, he's voiced by Adam now. Oh, if he does that. Okay. <laughs> if he does that, then fine. All credit to them. They're as meta as fuck. But that's my problem. Because they could really go so deep. They could go so left with this show. If you actually look at Fox and you look at the history of the shows that have made money for Fox. If you look at the things that have been popular. It's things that are very risque and very taboo. Married with Children, In Living Color, X-Files, The Simpsons when it first came out, because it was talking about a lot of things that it couldn't, Melrose Place, 90210. These were shows that top had a lot of topics that we couldn't talk about, had a lot of situations, some of it scantily clad, especially in Melrose Place, that you wouldn't see elsewhere on television. And 
now we're so fucking PC that a potential hardcore sci-fi series that could talk about a lot of things, both politically and spiritually, and we're getting fucking blobs voiced by Norm MacDonald that are probably going to only be in one episode. This is what it's come to. Yeah, my, my, my personal opinion on this, and it's not that I want to see it go this direction, but I don't think the show is going to last very long. Oh, I doubt it. I highly doubt it. Or if it does, he's going to do like he did with American Dad and just sell it to TBS. Oh, is that what happened? Is it American Dad now on TBS? Yeah, they still make new episodes, but it's not on Fox. Oh, wow. I didn't realize it. This is how... I, I canceled my TV very long ago, and I don't have an antenna, so I have not been paying attention to broadcast television. Yeah, and that's the thing. Obviously, they're going to even try to bring back uh, other television series, but even though Bob's Burgers is probably like the best show they have now on Sundays, because that just won an Emmy, so good for them. Uh, and Simpsons will never die. Uh, Family Guy will stay the course. They're actually talking about bringing back uh, King of the Hill. The, yeah, I heard about that. That that was the show that like it lasted so long because people just weren't paying attention to it. Well, then I think the South liked it more so than like, say other parts of the country. Yeah, but they, they it had a shitty time slot and stuff. And it how long was it? Like fourteen years it was on the air. Well, not fourteen years, but certainly it was past no, five. I think it was like no, eight or nine. Yeah, it, went, it definitely went over a decade. I don't know if it went. Hold on. See, this is the beauty of doing something like this because I can just check IMDb. <laughs> And I can see exactly how many seasons they went ahead and had. And I can make sure we have a definitive answer, like looking like people that have done yeah, their research. It, yeah, it may not have been 14, but I'm fairly confident it was over a decade. No, if anything, Family Guy is probably over 14 and everything, because that premiered around the uh, year 2000, because they had that whole Y2K episode. Well, yeah, they're, they're over But four, King of the Hill hasn't been around as long, because I think that was Yeah, like, it was 97. Uh, yeah, but then it, it hadn't sat up to now. Yeah, but it, I think it ended in 2010. Or around hmm. then. So that was seven years ago. Seven, eight years ago. Hold on. Okay. Um, 1997 to 2010. But how many seasons? That's always the question. seasons. Because uh, they never got canceled. Oh, yeah. 13 seasons. And the last season was a full 24 episodes. And then 22 episodes. Ah! This is where it gets funny. Uh, season 11 was only 12 episodes. Season 10 was only 15 episodes. Nine was 15 episodes, so that's how they get you, especially when it comes to animated shows, because it's not going to be like a full 20-something episodes. Yeah, they, they were, again, they were only being shown in uh, at 7 o'clock, but again, they did, they never got canceled. They were still on the air. No, they never got canceled like Family Guy did, because that got canceled once at least. Yeah, it got canceled in 2003, and it was brought back in 2005. Right, whereas Family Guy, that got canceled twice, technically three times. Family. I, I mean, not a Family Guy. Uh, Futurama. Futurama. I buy apologies. Yeah, Futurama got canceled, and uh, no, no, twice. It was only twice. Well, I mean, you could say that the last season was technically canceled because I mean they're they're still doing things now. Actually, they just did a the Nerdist just did a podcast episode with the cast of Futurama. That doesn't count. Uh, it's semi canon. It's semi. But it's not it's not considered a season. Like I don't consider the movie. I consider the movies canon, but I don't. Which consider is the whole it, series in itself. That's like a whole season if you actually put it back to back to back. Well, which is how they broke it up. I think they said uh, each one of those episodes was uh, each one of those movies was four episodes Roughly. as part of a, another season. But in reality, it's like I consider the series really the original run on Fox and then the second run on uh, Comedy Central. Mm. Yeah, and then the movies were in between that run, and I guess whatever this podcast is considered by Matt Gronin. Well, I mean, I think the I think I think they used it more as pretty much just a launching pad for the new mobile game, Worlds of Tomorrow, that they're now putting out. Uh, mostly because they also had Chris Hardwick as a character in the game now, and he made him a character yeah, on the podcast. So I mean, you know, you grease the right wheels, you you, you get another episode. I, I don't want, you know what, to be fair at this point, I don't want them to make another episode besides the fact that it just, I think it's gone as long as it could and it's a, it was a great series. I think they had the perfect end. It was it was a perfect ending. It was cute. It was romantic, yeah. Okay, but that was pretty much just the end for the Fry, Leela, will they, won't they story. Yeah, but in the end, it's pretty much come back with me to restart and it, that's pretty much a reboot of the universe. Right, which if you see the podcast, you see that they're together. So it's probably following that. I, I'm still saying that. In my personal opinion, I, I think they ended on the best note and they should leave it at that. 
That's fine, that's fine, but, I mean, who's to say? They've already had to, you know, bring it back one way or another, so, I mean, now that there's multiple types of media and entertainment and it doesn't necessarily have to be hand-drawn, who knows what they'll come out with. Yeah. Maybe there'll be a whole future up in the podcast and they'll just do it like old-timey radio episodes, which is pretty much what this one was. They'll, they'll do what the tick did and just like a whole live action series which i still have to see that great great series we'll talk about that in the next podcast so we're actually i'd say we're out of time at this point unfortunately yeah it's gonna be some heavy editing by T- jt i'm sure <laughs> which i apologize for giving him too much material and and actually one thing i love about this podcast and the reason i'm doing this as opposed to many other projects right now editing for this is just me listening to us again and going <laughs> yes yes no yes 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 uh that no was probably me going off another tangent nah probably probably (laughs) probably me saying something stupid it's like you sound so intelligent that's because i removed all the stupid stuff (laughs) uh but yeah that's uh, any final thoughts on anything uh i mean uh, i mean i there's some stuff i can get into with the whole uh king of the hill reboot because there's going to be a whole series of that but obviously i'll save that for next time when Obviously, I'll probably have a couple more movie reviews to talk about, and I'm definitely going to want to get into the whole, not reboot, not uh, remake, but the the retcon saga that's going on right now in cinema. Okay. So something to look forward to for all you people that are listening to the very end, trying to figure out, do I want a third episode? Yes, yes you do, because now you can see us. And now, next time, we'll even be lit. Not like, like lit, lit, like, you know, like, I'm not going to be as dark... No, no drugs. No drugs yet. Yet. I say yet. Oh, it depends how, uh, how ambitious I am. <laughs> then the third episode will come around. It's like, where are the lights? And I'm going to be like, <laughs> lights. <laughs> but, and I just killed my audio here. So, basically, while he's going ahead and fixing that, do go ahead, take your time to share this with other people, comment if you like, give us topics to talk about, and again, like I said last time, if it's something that we find interesting and we want to talk about it, we certainly will. Otherwise, we're just going to go ahead and jabber as best we can, and now you can see us jabber in full audio-visual clarity. Well, I mean, my clarity. He, he, He still looks like what you would look at if you had too many shrooms, and he's just like all blurry all over, but... It's as good as we're going to get right now, so hopefully you enjoy it. And until next time, I'm Ryan Big O Regan. And I'm JT. And we will catch you next time. Hopefully. Bye. I didn't stop yet. (laughs) Bye.